can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Hey guys and gals, it's Heather on the Talking Pools podcast with Hump Days with Heather. Hope you're having an amazing day, week, night, all the above, and you're listening to all the fun, happy stuff that we have going on this week at the podcast. We've got a lot of interesting things going on. So, it's Wednesday, Hump Day. I love that. I've had a very eventful week, like... I'm going to officially announce that we have decided to close down Swim Carefree. That was a very hard decision for Chris and I to make. Um, It's been our business for 15 years. We didn't want to sell it. I still want to have access to the name and all that fun, happy jazz. So we are... (laughs) officially closing down the Dallas location. I just, it's harder to run a business, obviously, as you know, kind of going back and forth between two. And when you have, you know, a um, a manager quit on you, like the day you leave, and then actually find somebody and train them properly, like we need a good, solid, a good, solid two years to do that, right? And as much as we tried to retrain and get this going up in there, from the manager quitting, which, you know, timing sucked is everything, right? But you just have to know when to to stop and pull out and, you know, move forward. Now, of course, guys, I'm still going to be in the industry. Um, Chris and I are still doing our, you know, our consulting thing. So that's going on. And I don't think we're going to open up a branch location here in Florida. I just... I don't foresee the market doing what it needs to do as far as like Dallas compared to here. So outside of our consulting stuff uh, and our CPO and our CPI and all that that I do, you know, with PHGA, I don't know what we're going to do. We haven't quite decided that yet. So keep that, you know, keep me in your prayers. <laughs> make make a decision. Um but it's been it's been hard, you know. I had a I had a very hard reality hit hit me today and it was like, okay, you know, I had to let my employees know. And they they kind of had an idea, you know, what we're going to do because, you know, we're like I tell everybody, we're open and honest about what we do and I, you know, we just officially made the decision yesterday, actually. So, that was a hard one for me to kind of swallow the pill on. But nonetheless, So this week, I want to talk about, um, I guess more so, if an employee fucks up, whose responsibility to pay for that? I had a client text me that, and like, this particular employee cost him about 800 bucks. Um, Nothing major, you know, but still. They were like, do I pay for that? Does the employee pay for that? You know, what happens? You know, 
what would you do in the situation? Well, I mean, for me, $800 is like nothing, right? So I'd just be like, okay, pay for it. I mean, as part of being a business owner, right, is you have to make sure that you train properly. So when things like these do happen, they can be avoided if all possible. And it's not, you know, the employee's fault, hopefully. And if it is their fault, then you need to start going back and looking at your processes and your procedures and seeing what caused the accident to happen and how you can avoid it going forward in the future because money is money, right? Whether it's a a penny versus $8 million, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't cost the business any money. But employees, contractors, fortunately, it does happen. And my thing is, if it's a true contractor, that contractor should have insurance and you need to file it under their insurance. If they have insurance, then of course, you need to have a copy of it under the COI, you know, your certificate of insurance COI listing you as additional insured. And if you don't have that, immediately stop because that means it's going to be under your insurance. And let's say they screw up something larger and you don't have the money for it, right? So you're going to have to file this all under your insurance and to get the part and whatever else may happen. Now, it's not going to pay, you know, for labor and, you know, basically you screwing up. Like some insurance don't cover that. Some do. You just need to find out what your actual insurance covers. If it's actually like neglect, if it is, um, you know, something worse than that, then just find out from your carrier exactly what happens. Well, this in particular, you know, business owner was like, well, I don't think it's fair that I keep having to pay for all of my employees' mistakes. Well, if your employees are making that many mistakes, you need to go back and look at your processes and your training. Your employees should not be making so many mistakes. It's costing you thousands of dollars. If that's happening, you have an issue going on inside of your business and you need to redo your training or you're not training at all, right? Because that happens a lot sometimes where businesses will get a body there and they don't want to deal with it and they let them go within a week. You know, just like I'm saying, you know, in order for us to keep Swim Care Free open in Dallas, I would have to retrain somebody for a minimum two years for that position. I mean, minimum. And so that means Chris or myself, we'd have to bounce back and forth going between Dallas and Florida. And it's just not, to me, no business is worth family. Like it, that took a lot for me to actually understand and realize like, hey, you know, family needs to come first, your health, your mental health, you know, going through what I do with my weight loss that was, you know, putting myself first. And if I were to send Chris back to go train said new employee for, you know, two years. Think of the strain that would have on not only our relationship, but our child's relationship, you know, whether it's him going, me going, us going back and forth, you know, it is it's too much. And so then we contemplating moving back to Texas. God, I do not miss the heat. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't want to go back. So we're going to stay, you know, here in Florida and just see what our next path is, right? And go from there, you know. But again, if you if your employees are screwing up, go back and look at your processes, look at your procedures, look at your training. If they are an actual contractor, sorry, it's late. Um, make sure you get their certificate of insurance. If this particular employee keeps screwing up, do a ride along, right? I would, depending on what's going on, 100% ride along. Like the first time, meh, maybe a quinkity, but the second, the third, the fourth, 
something's really going on. Do a ride along with that individual and be like, hey, you know, I noticed X, Y, and Z. This is what's going on. Obviously, you know what's going on as well because you either A, you're getting written up for it, which hope to God they are getting written up for it. Make sure you are actually writing up your employees for this. This should be in your handbook where if you have recalls or if you're messing things up or costing, you know, X amount of dollars for the employer, it should be in your handbook about the consequences and the processes that your business does for that. Like ours was, you know, first quinketing $1,000 or less, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it and see how we can litigate that going forward to make sure it doesn't happen again, right? The second time it happens, if it's $1,000 less again, we're going to do a ride along. If it's more than that, we will terminate employment or make a decision about what we're going to do, depending on the situation. Now, I've had... I had some crazy shit happen, right? Where one of my ex-employees plumbed a heater backwards. Guess what happens when you plumb a heater backwards? <laughs> Bye-bye heater, right? So that was, you know, five grand at the time. Um, not, you know, our cost, of course, but, you know, homeowner costs. And, you know, we took care of it. And tech, the tech that did it is an amazing tech. And he was like, man, Heather, I fucked up. I just, I had a really bad day. I don't know what I was thinking. And Texas was dead of heat, super hot. You know, I don't, I don't know what happened, but I didn't even realize I did it until the homeowner called and was like, hey, the heater's not working. Because of course we test fire, or we didn't, you know, tech test fired it and all that. You know, is it my employee's responsibility to cover that? Absolutely not. You know, everybody has bad days. You as a business owner should have uh, oh, fuck fund, as I like to call it, <laughs> where it covers things like this. So we take about five to eight percent of our entire job ticket and pop it into this fund. So no matter if a job is a hundred bucks or it's five thousand or, you know, a hundred thousand, five to eight percent of that job will go into my oh, fuck fund. And it covers for items like that. It's completely separate from, you know, your payroll taxes, your into your taxes, your overhead, your employment payroll, your profit sharing, you know, all that's completely separate. And if you don't have that, I highly suggest you start that like yesterday. If you need help with that, reach out to me. I will gladly help you with it. It's a, it's a nice thing called profit first is what we do. And then make one specifically for contractors, because as we know, contractors go, you know, up and down with funds and what we do. And it's not a set, you know, I make a thousand dollars a week, every week, you know, as a business owner, you have no idea. And if you, if you're a contractor, subbing for all these pool people, please do the same thing for yourself because going forward, you're going to have to have that sometimes. Because if you screw something up and you're a contractor, then guess what? That that should fall back on you. And hopefully you have insurance to cover that. Unless it's something small, don't submit shit for insurance if it's not something large enough, you know, that's going to make a detrimental impact to your business. And when you file insurance, of course, they're probably going to send out somebody to take a look at it and figure out what happened. And that's a process. And then they will increase your rates and then that will never go down. So just, you know, take all those things into consideration. And those of you that say that, hey, well, even though it's my employee, he fucked up, he cost me money or she cost me money, it they should be covering it, not me. It's not fair. Actually, that's part of being a business owner. I hate to break it to you. If you don't like that shit, then have your employees have their own insurance to cover shit like that. Like that can be a requirement. I mean, you as the employer have the right to say, hey, in order to work here, you have to show me that you have your own insurance. And to be honest, if 
I was applying for your job as an employee and you told me that, I'd tell you to F off. Like, no, I'm not going to, unless you're going to compensate and pay for that policy for me, that's no problem. But you as a business owner, that's why you have insurance, right? Is to cover things like that. Whether you go to your, you know, you go to them and be like, hey, I understand this happened. You're going to pay 50%. I'm going to pay 50%. You know, whatever that case may be. I've seen that happen before. You know, the tech that did it, he was like, oh my God, let me cover it. But you know, we're not going to do that. Um, so just keep that in mind when things fuck up, fix it. They can't, they can't always be prevented. Retrain, right along, open door policy communication. Like that's so key. You want to make sure that you have an open door policy. If you don't, you're going to have issues, right? Outside of that, That's my two cents on that. (laughs) All right, guys. I'll holler at y'all next week. Bye. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People, for the Pool People, by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 